Welcome to the podcast at Clark's Room. The podcast is a view into who I am as an educator and a person as I try to improve it both. You will get a front row seat to short snippets of my thoughts on education, technology, and leadership as I visit with other educators that make me think. All right, today I'm very excited because uh, this is the first attempt at recording audio and video for the new Clark's Room podcast. And the first person I wanted to talk to in this format was someone I've known for a long, actually the long, one of the longest people I've known since I've lived in Sacramento and he's an educator and he's awesome. So I'm really excited to welcome my good friend, Alejo. Alejo, how you doing? I'm good. How are you, man? Uh, great to see your face, though I have to say I'm a little mad every time I see you which is infrequently, you look better and I look older. <laughs> and I'm much older than you, though. Yeah, we're not going to talk about that. Yeah, we're not going to tell people about <laughs> that. Um, so, I got th my... thank you for coming on and being a guinea pig for this new revamped podcast slash video going on here. <laughs> That's right. So I, I guess the first thing I start, I always ask people... Uh, you're a teacher. That's why you're on my podcast. But what are you teaching right now? Where do you teach? Uh, well, I'm a, I'm a Spanish teacher at the El Grove uh, Unified School District. Mm -hmm. I teach uh, the newest high school they have here is uh, called Consumer Soaks High School. Yeah, it's a beautiful school. I'm also the, um, yeah, it is brand new school. And uh, well, it's like starting 2008 mm -hmm. and I, I start with them 2008. In 2008. Yeah. yeah. So um, I, I know your story. Obviously, I'm having you on my podcast because I think your story is awesome. Uh, how, what was your journey to becoming a teacher in America? Because I know that was a long journey for you. I know as I, you know, I remember parts of those journeys. So could you kind of start back, just give a quick synopsis of, you know, your growing up and then get into when you came to America and your journey becoming a teacher? Because I think it's awesome. Uh, well, um, I, prior to coming to the U S I was a teacher for like nine years. Mm -hmm. My first year of teaching was in 1995, but I used to be a PE teacher, mm -hmm. which is, uh, very different, but I mean, allowed me to connect with my students. Uh, that was in Costa Rica because mm -hmm. I'm from Costa Rica, uh, born and raised, but it just gave me a different perspective, right? I can connect. I mean, do PE teachers, right? It's their favorite class for a lot of, mm -hmm. a lot of people, a lot of students. But so, but, and then in 2002, because I married this wonderful woman from the US that actually she put this picture, right? It's, oh, you, you have no problem finding a job in the States <laughs> that you're a teacher. You can speak Spanish. It would be so easy for you. Let's move to the US. <laughs> so here we go now um i'm in the u.s and i have to bring all the paperwork stuff like mm -hmm. that right to become a teacher because she says like oh that will be so easy for you well it was not i mean the road to get your credential clear in the state of california is like a, a is like a long and big process mm -hmm. so that from being oh it's gonna be so easy for you then it was not that easy, but it's the only thing I know. Yeah. 
to be a teacher. So, and, and I, and so I, I, I think up, this uh, to be true. I think you left out a part. When you guys moved here, which, first of all, you did marry an amazing woman. You married up just like I did. Um, yeah. I did. I yeah. Did. When you moved here, you didn't know very much English, did you? Well, I knew... Well, I came here thinking that I, I can survive, yeah. right? Like, you know, I can have a conversation with you, but I can see your face when you're talking to me and I can communicate mm -hmm. with you. We can get, you know, yeah. we can understand yeah. each other. But then my wife will take me to these like ga social gatherings where everybody was speaking at the same time, changing topics, like in one second to the other, mm -hmm. we're talking about a topic my brain would get on fire <laughs> and I would just have to go and take a break and I would just disappear. And when my wife knew that I was, where's Alejo? She knew that I was just taking a break because my brain was yeah. on fire, like trying to understand. So, yes, I knew something. I knew some, right? Some, But uh, obviously by living here and having to use the English to survive. And mm -hmm. uh, I actually went to language school in Pasadena when we first moved here. So it's been a long process, but obviously your, uh, your, your listening comprehension skills start getting mm -hmm. better than you start understanding. So it makes it easier until now you have to go to the real world where you, you kind of like have to use this academic like language to interact with professionals yeah, and yeah. colleagues and stuff like that. And that's a different story. So you went through the process to get your credential and then what, what happened during that process? So, so here we go, right? I introduced because I don't know if you guys know that, but in the U S there's a database of all universities around mm -hmm. the world. So once you bring your paperwork, they say like, Oh yeah, we have your university is, it has a good ranking uh you present all your paperwork this is this is these are the classes you need to mm -hmm. take in order to get your credential clear obviously when i get my credential i get my credential for pe but uh for every pe job out there there was like four or five spanish uh, teaching positions yeah. So, and I was trying to clear it for my PE, go like, oh, well, maybe I will like try to go into the, the Spanish mm -hmm. world, right? And try to uh, teach that. But at the same time, I have to get a job. Like, you know, I, I'm not going to be here like, you know, just like, I don't know, being yeah. at home. So I got my first job at uh, Mary Hill Elementary School. Mm -hmm. I remember that. And then I remember I go, that, yeah. yeah. And, I, and I go there and they actually consider Spanish like a... Um, like uh it was an elective not a real yeah not a real class it was more like an uh, uh an elective mm -hmm. right and they never had a spanish teacher before and now all of a sudden i interview and said oh this would be great and then you're gonna be teaching from pre-k all the way to fifth grade <laughs> uh twice a week we have no curriculum we have nothing you have to do everything yeah. but i needed a job and and do it is like they couldn't have i was making like minimum wage for that first year of working as a teacher but so i became the spanish teacher i became the milk deliverer because i have to push <laughs> the little car deliver yeah, milk yeah, in every class yeah. i have to do jar duty because in order for me to be have a full-time job i was paid by hour i was not yeah. being paid as a teacher so after i teach my classes, I will have to go and do yard duty with the yard supervisors. 
And believe it or not, that was an amazing experience because I learned so much English from my little yeah, students. Yeah. When I interact with them during, you know, during jar supervision, they tell me. That's that's awesome. Um, and then how I don't remember. I mean, I kind of remember, but I don't exactly remember. How did you end up getting into Elk Grove? So it's 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 funny because finally I get my 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 credential clear after mm -hmm. like two or three years because mm -hmm. I taught two years at uh, Mary Hill and I taught two years at Lutheran High School right because I was like oh, I need to go back to high school yeah. because that was a high school year before so in the middle of that I got my credential clear and somebody told me like hey um, why don't you try to clear in the Spanish okay what do I have to do. Oh, all you have to do is pass these uh, um, C-sets. Um, yeah, the C-sets in the Spanish. Yeah. And what is that? Well, you have to take three three tests that you prove to the state of California that you are, you know, fluent, yeah. that you can, you know, you're, you're not Spanish and you can do that. So I start preparing myself. I read a lot about Latin American and Spanish, like um, literature, I about grammar. And I went, took the test, passed, and out of a sudden, it's like, whoa, your credential is clear in Spanish. So in 2007, I started like uh, trying to find jobs, but I used to live in a Thomas. We were used, we used to be neighbors. That's right. So I said, okay, why not here? So I got, I actually, my first interview was in Intercom High School, mm -hmm. and I got hired. But at the same time, I went to, I went going to interviews in El Grove. And I got a job in El Grove where I used to coach soccer. So now their dilemma is like, what am I gonna yeah. do? And and they ended up calling me, and I said, oh, I really wanna, I really wanna teach in El Grove because they say that the school district was very good. But also like I used to um, coach soccer before I start teaching in El Grove, so I won't have to move. And we ended up moving from Thomas yeah. to El Grove. So everything was like, okay, I gotta stay here, and then. That's how I ended up having my first job uh, in El Grove High School in 2007. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. I mean, in a, this could be a, not a hard question, but do you think the process of getting your credential moved over and cleared, there were a lot of steps and hoops and it was hard. Do you think it should be easier or do you think it was too hard or just the right amount? Like we don't want just anyone teaching, right? But at the same time, we don't want too many hoops. I mean, I've had to do some credentialing jumping as well, being a career tech ed teacher. Did you feel that process was too much or do you think it was okay? Um, well, I had an, um, I have a huge amount of credits. I find out that, uh, for the U.S. and for all these process for the California Teaching Commission credential, it's more about the credits you have taken than than what is your title, right? Mm -hmm. So I found very logical that I had to take some classes that will help me to understand how everything works yeah. in the U.S., right? So, for, for example, I took U.S. Constitution. I knew nothing about the U.S. Yeah. Constitution. So I started taking a U.S. Constitution class and uh, I learned a lot, yeah. right? I freaked out, but I learned a lot and I passed. <laughs> yeah. That was the first one. And then uh, the special ed, right? Because uh, I didn't have any of those classes. So, But it was good to know that as a teacher in the U.S., they are 
um, it's more like an inclusive program where you can have <laughs> students in your class that might have um, extra yeah. help, right? Might have to be some uh, mod curriculum modif modified and you have to be able to help them. And I didn't have that experience, so that mm -hmm. was good. So I think it was the necessary like classes, but for me, it was great because at the end, I was going from, you know, private yeah. sector, right? And the funny thing is like, I go to the school district and I go like, okay, so you have worked like four years in the private uh, institutions in the US. Yeah, we won't be able to recognize those because those are private, but hey, here it says that you worked nine years in the, in the public sector in Costa Rica. We will recognize mm -hmm. those years and go, oh, that's yeah. great. And then they say, hey, we see that you have like a, I have like 65 credits for journalism mm -hmm. in Costa Rica. And I go like, oh, we're going to recognize those too. And then they are believing like, I start like going up and up in, yeah. the, in the salary scale. And I go like, wow, I'm a, I feel like I was a yeah. millionaire, yeah. right? I mean, teachers complain they don't make a lot of money, but I was like, yeah. what? Um, 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 I was, I was very excited, but I think it's necessary mm -hmm. just because, you know, they want to be sure that, uh, yes, you were a teacher in a different country, but sometimes things don't work in the yeah. same way. But I gotta say that after I went through that process, I feel like you are recognized, mm -hmm. which in other countries, even, even though you might be, you might have a master in education, but it, because it was not from the mm -hmm. same country where you were teaching, you might have to start from the yeah. bottom. And I didn't have to do that here. So I'm very pleased. Yeah, and that's a great perspective because I think a lot of times, and I'm, I'm guilty of this, like I complain, like every five years I have to pay, you know, a couple hundred bucks to renew my credential. And I'm like, this is silly. But at the same time, we do forget that um, there's a lot of benefits to that as well, right? And sometimes we complain, but we forget about the benefits. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, so you've been teaching Spanish for quite a few years now um, from teaching PE in Costa Rica to Spanish in suburban Sacramento area. What um, What's your favorite part of teaching? I got to tell you something, like, my my three passions in life right i mean obviously besides god and my family is first is to mm -hmm. be a teacher right and then soccer uh, and then my third passion is obviously uh is costa rica yep. the place that i call my uh motherland mm -hmm. where i was born and raised until i was like 32 yep. right so i love my what I do now because I can I was able to combine uh, the three mm -hmm. of them right because I was able to coach uh, soccer and teach Spanish at the same school yep. right but at the same time I was able in my class to be able to share with my students my mm -hmm. culture so it's a different if you can imagine right if I'm like I can be teaching German but I'm not German I didn't grow yeah. up in German I just know how to speak German so I'm gonna teach you how yep. to speak German but I cannot I cannot like share with you what it means to be a German. So for me, it's like, and now I can share with my students what it means to be a yep. Latino. And remember, there's all all these perceptions and all these uh, misunderstandings, or it might be all these uh, stereotypes about what it means to be a Latino, or if it, maybe they maybe they feel like all Latinos are from the yeah. same place. And like I have, I have, I have parents looking at me right the way i look and they and and they, they were like oh wow um so you are mr murillo <laughs> like i was i was not expecting yeah. you i was expecting yeah. you know 
Uh, I was expecting, you know, somebody that looks different than me. And then they go, but when I see you talking, then I was threw off. I didn't know, like, a guy like you that looks white with blue eyes can speak with the <laughs> Latino yeah. accent. Yeah. They're like, well, yeah. I mean, we a lot of a lot of my Costa Rican uh, friends are look just mm -hmm. like me. So then you can you can teach that, right? You can be a teacher, but you can help the students to understand uh, the yeah. Hispanics. You can understand uh why we are in the way we are why we speak the mm -hmm. way we speak right why we are so touchy why we are so loud yeah. like you can tell like i'm loud because that's you know so that was that's what i love about being in a classroom being able to share with them not, not just the spanish but also my my yeah. culture and also my passion for you know the best sport yeah. in the world well i mean language without the cultural background isn't language right it our language is so much framed by the culture that it it's spoken in. And I, I even remember hanging out, you know, oh my gosh, 2004, 2005, when you were just learning the culture and you would, you know, there might be a group of us and you'd stop us and go, you just said this, what does that mean? And everyone in that room, except you knew what it meant because it, it was a cultural reference and you didn't understand it. And when we, once we explained it, then you would laugh. We're like, oh, that's awesome. And for language huh. students at the high school level to get that part of it, I think without that part of it, they're missing. The hard thing is it's hard to find people from other countries that want to be teachers and then not everybody's cut out to be a teacher. And so I think there's a little bit of man at consumeness Oaks. They're a little bit lucky to have you. And I know you're a great teacher um, because that culture side means so much. Yeah, I still, <laughs> See, like I remember, like I still tell my students, right? Um, there's so many things I have learned uh, by being in the U.S. For example, I never heard the word like politically correct. <laughs> that was an English term that I learned in the States, right? Politically correctness. Yeah. But then I am with all of you. I, I bet you don't remember this. But so I grew up cracking jokes that were very politically incorrect in the u.s but where i'm come from i mean everybody will know a joke it's about, a joke you know yeah. certain yeah certain race of in the mid from the middle east because we 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 tend we have this stereotype that all people from that they're kind of like a stingy yeah. right and i came here uh and i'm trying to i mean i was struggling to try to adapt mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. to try to belong and we're wearing that group together here I am trying to expose myself, telling this joke about, you know, a certain, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm going to say this, like, it was, wait, wait, wait. Uh, it was a joke Pedro about, de leche? is that where you're going? Is nah. that where you're going? <laughs> no. Okay. I was going to guess. No. I was trying to guess. Yeah. yeah I, of that. course I remember you that. You remember how I hate yeah. that? <laughs> but anyways, I'm telling you joke about that. I grew up telling jokes all the time about, and I, after I tell the joke, all of you are like, what the heck? <laughs> because it was a joke about 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 yeah. use, right? About use, and I go like, "Whoa, we don't." It's like, "Oh, these people don't have a sense of humor." <laughs> and then with the years, it's like, "Dude, you don't do that." It's like that. It's like very politically yeah, yeah. incorrect to to say that. But I didn't mm -hmm. know, right? And 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 that's the that's the learning process of okay, this is this is who we are. For example, we we cut lines like Latino mm -hmm. people. I mean, we, we cut you off. Like, if I can take advantage of you and I cut you off yeah. in line and I can, I mean, we will do it, right? But then you're learning that people are here more respectful about stuff like that. So 
is this this process of learning but that's that's how you that's what you try to explain to students yeah. right uh that that's the way we are the way mm -hmm. we are raised right so it's been interesting i have having I've, i have the privilege to take in two different groups of students to mm -hmm. costa rica in these eight years and they just love to be able to not just learn the language but to to be able to live with a costa rican mm -hmm. family and actually try to put in practice what they have learned but also see how different we are in terms of oh yeah. wow because i tell my students i think we are a lucky country i mean talking about being a teacher in costa rica or being a teacher in the u.s is like we are so yeah. privileged like we have so many things right so they were able to see how other students learn and they go like oh wow I mean, we have this and we have that and yeah. we have all these extracurricular activities, but you guys basically just go to school to learn and then go home. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's yeah. definitely uh, interesting talking to people from different countries because we we are lucky in America, but I also think we complain because we don't realize how lucky we are, right? Um You know, I'm guilty of it too, you know, but you know, oh, my, my TV and my iPad and my computer won't all connect and I'm really mad. And I'm like, and I, I get mad too. because a lot of times I get called in to try to fix that, but we don't realize what a luxury to have those three things. And the problem is they're just not connecting. Right. I mean, there's pros and cons. because yeah. I think sometimes, and this happens not just in education, but in a lot of areas where those people that have less than or it's it seems more primitive even though it may not be they're more thankful and they buy in more to what's going on um you know so i know i've talked to students from other countries and they're like i was just so thankful to be able to go to school that i would never throw that opportunity away you wouldn't see a student sitting there messing around not learning because they know what a great opportunity that is where i think sometimes we forget that we're pretty lucky to have the opportunities we have for sure. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Even like the basic things. What do you think is the basic thing a teacher needs in their classroom? For me, like now, I should say now, no classroom doesn't have a teacher computer, a teacher projector or a teacher TV, right? That would be unheard of. Right. That wouldn't happen. Yeah. I, just a computer. And I, I came to the States and I come to start teaching. I go like, what? There's a computer in every yeah. single classroom and there's a TV monitor. Yeah. And then we have all those, you know, projectors that, you, yeah. you know, the yeah. transparency that you can, that was unheard of. But then with all the resources we have here, like, I mean, it just, it cannot get better. So I was, I was very mm -hmm. pleased once I get my credential, like I was very pleased that, you know, I get to do this. And honestly, it's like, and I have more time off and being able to, I mean, I just yeah. love it. It's just, uh, it's just like, like I said, you have to, it's like our pastor says sometimes, he said like, you need to get, you need to get, you need to get out of America. So you get America out of you. Like we have so many good things here, but because we're always here, we take any, everything mm -hmm. for granted. Right. And it's not until you actually go to other places, a third world countries, right. Then you say like, oh man, I'm, we are very like lucky to have everything we have. Yeah, for sure. Right. Okay. So I, I typically end with this question for most people I talk to and the answers are like, they go all over the place. So I love this question. Let's say that there's someone comes to you and says, Hey, Alejo, um, 
I'm going to give you power, unlimited resources, whatever you need. You can do one thing in education. You can make one big change. You can, you know, whatever you say, we're going to make happen uh, to improve education. What, what would that be? What would you do? What would be your one thing? Uh, I, since I'm a Spanish yeah, teacher, yeah. right? I will do bilingual education. I will mm -hmm. start teaching uh, all American kids a second language, no matter what language mm -hmm. it is, since they are in kindergarten, to expand their worldview, yeah. right? So they can, they can, their perception of the world will be much different because it's not just us, us, us. It's like, wow, I can speak Cantonese, yeah. I can speak Spanish, I can speak French or other. It's like, so it's like by, say by liter by literacy, yep. right? By yep. uh, education. So that give that opportunity to kids from, from the get go. That, yeah. I, um, yeah, I think we're one of the only countries that, that doesn't do that. Right. And that's a little bit telling as well. Right. So, um, but yeah, yep. no, that's awesome, man. Thanks so much for connecting. Um, I think we need to get together and play some ping pong sometime soon. Yeah. Hey, uh, Joe, I got to show All you right. something. You probably don't, you probably don't remember oh, is this. this podcast safe. Are we good? All right. Okay. All right. And you're going to get a kick of it because I, uh, it becomes relevant, like just like in the last three months. All right. I'm ready. I think I'm ready. Yeah. You ready? Let's see if you can see it. Uh, it's super blurry because your blur is on. Wait, I oh, see it. No. Oh, Let's see. Uh, oh, that's all. Oh, that's all. That's when you became a citizen, huh? America. <laughs> Who made this for me? Did I make that for you? you I made, this I for made me. that for you. It's phenomenal. That's the greatest piece of art I've ever seen in my life. No, of of course you being the tech guy you always be and you photoshop this picture and put it in on on the body of what is this guy uh, called? I think that was Borat. Um, yeah. Borat, and then you put Alejo. Cultural learnings of America make benefit glorious nation of Costa Rica. America, very yeah, that's nice. Right. All right, man. Thank you so much. Have a great day. Thank you for taking a little time out of your day to stop by the podcast at Clark's Room. As always, you can catch me on Twitter at Clark's Room or on the web at clarksroom.com. If you liked what you heard, you can subscribe to the podcast at Clark's Room on iTunes, Spotify, or anywhere you feed your podcast addiction.